Welcome to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, and I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts, Tom and William. And today, we're also joined by Aaron from the 501st. That is, of course, if all of our audio continues working, because it's been a very fun night thus far. Aaron, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I'm glad I can join this uh, fun, merry band of I don't know what's going on. I believe, that, I believe the, <laughs> the official yeah, that, that's term a great is train wreck. Uh, Not no, yet. Um, no. So uh, w- this podcast is just the Millennium Falcon. It doesn't. It doesn't. It does not work very well. It falls apart all the time. But it's a great podcast once it gets going. We um, are an outstandingly to, you know, fun you podcast. Just have to hit the bulkhead a couple times, and then yep. it'll you know come back to normal and bypass yep. the the um... few more minutes from the nav computer. Wait a minute, that's the wrong <laughs> thing. Um, you bypass compressor. the compressor. Compressor. There we go. I was going to say converter, and I was like, wait, no, that's not right. But I'm going to Tossy Station to get some power converters. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, uh, so now that we've gotten into this part, let's get into some announcements. William, you want to take the first one because you and Aaron are going to luckily be there next week? Oh, yeah. I, I don't know you, Aaron, but I am so excited for Celebration Orlando next week. We are just a few days away lucky, uh, as we're recording this from the biggest Star Wars event of the year. And wait, I, hang okay. on. Wait, 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 wait. Are you trying to claim that Celebration is a bigger Star Wars event than, I don't know, Episode Eight coming out? An event as in, like, uh, uh, a, a I, convention yeah. or a get-together, yeah. I, I, I would have to I agree with that. It's not them. a bigger event in the sense of, like, it depends on your definition of event, right? Yeah, Is, like, event, like, goings-on or event, like, show or big to-do? <laughs> semantics. Sure. Anyway. <laughs> it is semantics. Sorry, uh, yes, you lucky too. The biggest non-launch event of the year. There we go. How's that? Feel better, uh, Steven? Yes, I'll accept it. it okay. It's it's one it's one big party that Aaron and William are going to go to. That we were actually there in 2015, but they're going this year in 2017. So you guys are lucky. Uh-huh. Well, we, we're going to miss you guys. We're going to miss you guys a lot. Um, but this is going to be a great time. We've got a lot of fantastic guests lined up. Lots of great panels and events. And so if you're at Celebration, definitely stop by and say hi. We'll be uh, I'll be all over the show. Um, I haven't locked down my exact schedule yet because, you know, things are still falling into place, but uh, I, I will be there the whole time and looking forward to seeing everybody. This is always one of the, my favorite events of the year. So it's hard to believe. It, it doesn't, not about you, Aaron, it doesn't feel like it's next week. Does it? Oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> it does? Okay. I, I definitely feel the pressure. <laughs> well, I'm sure for okay. you because you've got to take all your armor with you. That I can yeah. I can understand feeling the pressure because you've got a boatload of stuff to take to Orlando. Yeah, my my actually my armor is going on a trailer out of Dallas, so I don't have to fly with it, which is super super uh, convenient. Oh, that's nice. Uh, yeah, uh, super super awesome. Um, so I just have to worry about getting my bucket on the plane, and that's that might be an issue, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, do you really? Uh. I, I, I can imagine the TSA agents next week are going to be questioning all these buckets that are going through um, uh, their scanner machines. Yeah. What is going yeah. on? Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. And I have to take all of the electronics out of the interior just 
so I, you know, don't cause any <laughs> <Totally>. extra problems. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine it's probably so. Wise. It's probably wise. <laughs> I've got some fans and a battery pack in there, so I'm like, um, I'm just going to stuff this in my suitcase and what, assemble it yeah, later. <laughs> what are these strange electronics in a helmet for? Uh-huh. Uh, because, um, security! Yeah. And then security's <laughs> yeah, going to come exactly. Security's going to come by and go, Dude, you're part of the 501st? How cool! Oh no, they're gonna <laughs> be like, go what's a Star security. Wars? <laughs> you should just go through uh, TSA wearing your uh, your armor. Oh, 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 oh yeah, I'd like to see that one happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I would not be able to sit down. Nobody would like to sit next to me. That would be pretty. It's a great scary. way to get your own seat. You just sit there and be like, I'd be like, can I get a different seat? Then you have to oh hold my on God. yourself. I can I can just see that on a plane, I I can see like a full plane or at least one full row, like from fanboys where they go to a drive-through <laughs> and they're all wearing yeah. their buckets. But in this one on a plane, they're all in clone trooper armor and stormtrooper armor. Oh my god! I, that would just be a crack up. Aaron, talk to your five hundred first friends and see if you can get that done. That would be hilarious. Just, just put in your carry on, right? And then once you get through security, then put it on. I just walked out of the plane, get live on the plane. You just oh, see the reactions as you walk into the plane. <laughs> Why hasn't uh, anybody done this yet? Well, because you know. Oh, never mind that. Never mind that. I actually want to see this happen. One of my friends is. Um, well, actually, I think she might have gotten a new job, but anyway, she does does work for the uh, TSA in Dallas, and so we're always joking with her. Hey, let's go. You know, take our stuff <laughs> down there and kind of you know fool around and she's like no no don't do that <laughs> that's one of those jokes where if it goes if it doesn't go well it, it really doesn't really go well yeah. yeah yes well it would be a fun you know photo shoot opportunity but yeah i don't want to oh, test anything especially when i'm like trying to go somewhere <laughs> yeah or, no you've got to be back i don't want to get stuck back. somewhere yeah yeah well <laughs> yeah you actually want you want to get there Right. Oh, yeah. I think it would be, be fun hilarious. to be not, on not the, possible, there's yeah. a couple of road crews that are leaving like a big caravans of five and six cars traveling together. I like that would be fun if everybody had their buckets on and all you know sit in the car driving together. That would be, <laughs> that would be <laughs> like fanboys. Oh, that would be hilarious <laughs> like fanboys. Yeah. yeah. Was, uh, oh, one of my friends has the um, the R2KT uh, Star Wars car. I don't know if you guys saw mm-hmm. it at one of these celebrations. I think it was at Anaheim last last time. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, they were in a big caravan out of Dallas, and they got behind this Target truck. <laughs> so, of course, you can imagine what the pictures ended up saying. Yeah, yeah. Stay on Target. Oh, Stay oh, on God. Target. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. I love it. Oh. So, so there are many, okay. many fun ways of getting to celebrations, but I will be flying. There are. There are, as, as will I. Uh, yeah, that, that makes that makes the trip a lot easier for me. Although, <laughs> between now and celebration, I have a, I, I have like I'm like cramming celebration in between two other trips. Oh my goodness! Uh, so yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Um, so I have a, I so I guess that's probably the reason why it doesn't feel like it's quite here yet. I still have like a business trip in between now and, and celebration. So mm-hmm. once once that's over, I'm like now it's celebration time. So oh, uh, anyway. Uh, that's not the only news this week, though, uh, although that is some of the, the biggest stuff. Um, we were very, very excited to see that the Freemaker Adventures was picked up for a second season. So big congrats to Belmont and Bob Roth and the whole team uh, on that show. And uh, so that will be resuming uh, this summer, but they're going to kick things off with five new shorts premiering on May 4th, actually. Uh, so 
congratulations to the the freemaker adventures uh cast and crew it's a great show if you ha- i know not a lot of people have, have have listened to it so if you haven't uh or i'm sorry not listened to oh, watched well watched it show. yeah yeah so if you haven't definitely go check it out highly recommended uh, and uh, our good friend of the show, uh, Aaron, uh, has a podcast all about the Freemaker Adventures. So uh, he's, I think, the only podcast talking about Freemaker Adventures. So uh, if you love the show, and, and, and why wouldn't you, uh, go you know, subscribe to that one as well. That's Star Scavengers. So uh, let's see. Other big news. Uh, Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill are going to be inducted into, as Disney Legends this summer at D23. Uh, so that's some big news there. Uh, Rogue One was released on Blu-ray this week. Okay, uh, wait. Digitally ten days ago. So yep. William, let's let's yep. go to the count. How many are you at? Viewings or or copies? Uh, let's start. Let's do with both. How yeah. Much, let's <laughs> actually hang on. Aaron, Tom, what do you guys think? Views and four. copies of Rogue One. I say, I say four copies of Rogue One, and he's already okay, seen so it hold twice. On, hold on. Are we talking about individual like? If you bought like the Target exclusive, for example, does that count as one copy or? That counts as one copy. That counts as one copy. One copy. Individual purchases. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna say four. I'm not that crazy. (laughs) I still say four. I'm gonna go with five. (laughs) No, you guys are all way off. What is it? Two plus a refund, so three, but a refund. Oh, that's that is better than I expected. Yeah, it turns out I hadn't actually uh, purchased one that I thought I had. Uh, I went into my pre- I went into my you know uh, order history. I'm like, well, I thought I ordered this. What happened to it? It wasn't there. So yeah, only only two. So I'm not actually okay. that crazy. See, you, go, you guys think I'm crazy, and I'm not that crazy. <laughs> sounds uh, like something a anyway. crazy person would say, William. Huh? I said that sounds like something a crazy person would say. Yeah, that would <sighs> See, be me. There's no just way kidding. I can win this now. <laughs> You've just like stacked the deck against me. <laughs> William, the deck was stacked against you long before you started talking today. So anyway, uh, uh, have you guys heard of Operation Blue Milk? I have not. What is this? Oh, my goodness. Uh, So it was a big tease that Delray did uh, earlier this week. And it turns out Operation Blue Milk was the code name for a new book coming this fall. It's an anthology book, actually, called From a Certain Point of View. It's 40 stories uh, written by 40 different authors set uh, kind of it's basically like tales from the you know Moss Eisley Cantina um, but for a new generation and that's pretty cool this fall yeah that's it's exciting um, I, and they're all from on characters and situations in a new hope I actually read a little bit of this so that you just reminded me of that so that is going to be a pretty cool read yeah because I did I, I did uh, see I did see one of my favorite authors is going to be part of this. Which I avoided well, at WonderCon, by the way. If there's 40 authors, I feel like every author is going to be part of this. Well, yeah. yeah. There's a Do lot we of have... people who are brand new to Star Wars. Um, Do we have the full and, author uh, list yet, by the way? Um, no, they there is a list, okay. but I don't think it's a full list. It's a partial list. It's not the yeah. whole thing. All right. I'm, I'm yeah. going to be hoping for some of the classic EU writers that haven't been around in a while. Troy Denning. Actually, and... no. At least not in the initial list. It's all No, I know. That's what are... I mean. Um, I'm hoping for new people, because I know I saw Chuck Wendig is going to be in a uh, a couple other people who have written recently. Yeah. Who I did avoid. People... I, I did not stalk no. him at WonderCon, um, by the I way. I know you didn't like it. But... Yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, Chuck Chuck Wendig is going to be there uh, in the book, but also, um, you know, Delilah Dawson, 
uh, Paul Dini is actually coming back to uh, you know, he did he does been he's been involved in some of the stuff in the past. Uh, Alexander Freed, Jason Fry, Christy Golden, E.K. Johnson, Paul Kemp, John Jackson Miller, uh, and like I said, uh, Chuck Wendig and Gary Witta. Uh, oh, sorry, E.K. Johnson and Ashley Eckstein are actually co-penning uh, one of the short stories, awesome. and then everyone else is uh, yeah, very cool, really cool, and everything else is is brand new, uh, and so far. I don't know how many that is because uh, it's just a bulleted list, but I don't know. Maybe 20 to 30 have been announced so far, but we still have uh, a few more to go. So we will uh, we will see what those include, but it's, it's exciting. And interestingly, they're doing this all for charity too. None of the authors are, are making any money off of this book. Uh, they're just giving the full proceeds to mm-hmm. charity. So That's really cool. Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah, so f- celebrating 40 years of Star Wars with a certain point of view. So, uh, the real reason why we are all here, as much as I love talking Celebration Orlando and Freemaker Adventures and Operation Blue Milk and um, having you guys slam me for my uh, love of Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> well, you, you can slam us too. I mean, we all kidding, love Star I'm Wars. Kidding, we do I'm a kidding. podcast. We, we go to I'm celebrations. Kidding. We buy Star Wars merchandise. Um, so, uh, but we're, no, we're, we're here to talk uh, uh, episode episode not episode any any episode it's uh, all of the episodes <laughs> in season three i'm so used to saying an e- episode at the beginning but no this is the season three recap for star wars rebels uh this was quite the season oh yeah uh, yeah lots and lots of stuff happened R- right off the bat i mean we can we can definitely jump around we're gonna try to hit all the highlights from this season but um aaron it, it's been a little while since you've been on the show uh, I think since the Clone Wars episode, uh, the Big Rex episode the, earlier on, what were some of what was your favorite moment of the show? Oh my goodness, my favorite. Um, I have long been a, a fan of Thrawn. Uh, that actually, reading the uh, uh, *Heir to the Empire*, the the Thrawn trilogy books, was actually my first real dive mm. into the Star Wars EU. Of course, I'd seen a couple of the movies when I was younger, but my aunt gave me a copy of the Thrawn trilogy, and I was like, there's more Star Wars? Oh my god! <laughs> and then Thrawn was awesome. Mara Jade was awesome. Um, so seeing him you know, actually be brought into main canon was just so thrilling for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, there, there's actually um, video evidence of my fangirl freak out at celebration london so <laughs> that was pretty much amazing <laughs> uh, somebody pointed it out that they they got me like i don't know standing up and going a little crazy but um <laughs> so, so seeing the progression over this whole season has been really really interesting i um i felt like maybe he didn't get quite enough screen time but then I also didn't want him to get overused and mm-hmm. kind of kind of like the way I felt the Grand Inquisitor was in the first season. He was like everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and a Grand Admiral, of course, has a lot more things to do. So, um, yes, he does. Yeah. So yes, he does. I, it was really, really fun. I don't know that I could pick one particular thing. Um, Oh, gosh, I guess oh, come when on. it's not the not the not the last battle or uh, <laughs> uh, that one that or, one was or pretty good. or no. Obi Wan. <laughs> I I don't know. It was really broad for me. Um, the last okay. the okay. last battle felt so eh, not necessarily out of touch, but it was it was really mm-hmm. kind of 
it, it was set apart from the rest of the uh, progression of the season, I felt like. Um, it was it was a nice kind of callback to the Clone Wars, but at the same time, I was like, well, okay, where is they going with this? I mean, there hasn't been anything mentioned since then. Um, like how Ezra kind of figured out that the, uh, you know, neither side really won in the whole Clone Wars thing. Well, okay, then that never came up again. So... Mm-hmm. So it was, it was kind of weird. It was it was neat. I liked you know the closure that Rex got, and that was that was really cool. But um, I was hoping to see more like come from that, like how they kind of recognize the connection that the Empire has to what the Separatists and Clone Wars did. So, um, but I I don't know. I think when um, one of my favorite parts was when Thrawn had the uh, had a Hera's family heirloom the mm. the little doll mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. i think their little mission to get that back was really interesting um they got to see him close up and he got of course more uh more intel on them by you know how they came at him and i, I <laughs> that's it's really hard to pick one gosh <laughs> no that's good fine yeah I, actually you're, 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 that's right I, that was a that was a fun episode it feels like so long ago now but the with uh, Hera's Calicori and kind of get to find out more about herself and her, her, her history as she's running away from Thrawn and uh, that we got the return of Cham Syndulla. So mm-hmm. that was a, that was a really mm-hmm. fun episode. Yeah. You're right. Well, it's a fun episode because you got to see something really get blown up at the end. She blew yeah. up her own house. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Which is like crazy that she, yeah, she was, she was willing to destroy her, her childhood home to, to, to stop Thrawn. But for Thrawn, it was a learning experience. It was another step in how he learned how the rebels would fight. And it's another way that he was able to, you know, it worked in Thrawn's favor. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of that episode, he let him go. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Stephen. No, so I just, since we're talking about the Hera episode, I have to say one of my favorite things about this season is we finally got our big Hera and Sabine episodes. Mm-hmm. Because you know we well, this is one of I think our biggest complaints in season two is that Hera and Sabine kind of just felt like they were missing something. Like they they each had episodes that were kind of their episodes, but neither of them felt all that impressive at the end of the mm-hmm. day. Like our, I'm trying to think, Hera's episode was you know the B wing episode. Like well yeah, we learned that like she liked piloting, but we already knew that that doesn't really <laughs> add anything right. to it was what a we fun know about episode, her. But you know, oh no, it's yeah. not to, not to say that they weren't good episodes. They were. Yep. But mm. they this was the first time we really got like we really got to delve into like Hera's backstory and Sabine's backstory and um both of those episodes were awesome. Mm. <laughs> like no complaints whatsoever. Well, I I think the best thing when it came to this, you're talking about Sabine. Her backstory when she when she picked up that dark saber and you really, I mean, it was heartbreaking. And Kanan did all that for a reason to draw out why she was running, why she was this. And to during that battle with the Darksaber, you really felt for her. I mean, that was a heck of a way to expose a character in this show. And you didn't get that from any of the other characters, that kind of exposure to, to come out that far with with how it was done. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, I, the, Hera, uh, I love, I love seeing Hera's backstory, but Sabine's in particular, like 
Hera, I, I, I enjoyed getting to see more about the character. With Sabine, you actually really felt for mm-hmm. the, the issues she's dealing with. And, you know, the Trials of the Darksaber is hands down, I'm just going to say it, my favorite episode of the season. Absolutely. Um, which is crazy to, to think about. Like, on paper, it's like, this is an episode about uh, Sabine learning how to swing a sword, basically, <laughs> right? That, that's that's the whole episode. There's nothing yeah. else in the episode okay. except Sabine learning tra- training and learning how to swing a sword. Um, no, he's you're right. She's not even like using it, learning how to use the force. She's just purely learning how to fight and sword fight. And yet, yeah. the way that they did that episode was so good that it's it's easily my favorite, even with all the um, other amazing things that that happened this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because like that moment when she's fighting and she's like, you know, she's like kind of finally expressing why uh, she's so uh, she's the way she is like you know, how she feels like about her, her family betraying her and not believing her and all that kind of stuff you, you just your heart goes out to her uh, mm-hmm. and the, the performance and the, the cinematography and the animation everything was just perfect well it, it seemed like the family betrayed her but also she ran away because it was in her eyes the right thing to do to save them Exactly. Yeah. And that's what made it really heartbreaking. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, it's, it, it's, it was such a good episode. I don't know. I, I, I love that one. <laughs> in, in, a, in, a, in a great season with many fantastic episodes, that was the best mm-hmm. uh, by far. Legacy of Mandalore was good um, as, as well, but Trials of the Darksaber, I think, was that, that pinnacle there. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how about you, uh, Tom, any any favorite episode? I think it would have to be for me moments, not so much. Okay. When, when it comes, okay, when it comes to episodes, has to be Trials of the Dark Saber is the favorite episode, but it's the moments within uh, this season. Um, one of my favorite moments when you had Callus finally exposed that he was Fulcrum, and mm. you had Kanan and Ezra basically bounce back and forth of you know really. And then they had the opportunity to make it look like that, you know, Callus um, uh, put up a fight and Ezra did the force push and Kanan was like, well, I wanted to do that, <laughs> you know? And it's like, I think it was, I think it was uh, Ezra coming back saying, well, you'll get your chance, you know? So it's, it's that, it's those kind of moments. And it was again, the other moment where, you know, you had Ezra, he was coming to actually get Callus out because his cover was blown. And it's that moment of, you know, Callus hit, you know, hit Ezra. And it's like, you know, Ezra's just like, wait, wait, wow. I mean, don't, don't hit me again. It's like, it's those little, little itty bitty moments that just played very well for me with Callus, especially. Yeah. I think Callus might be one of my favorite characters this season. Oh my gosh. I love Callus. And and, and (laughs) I, I think, I think the best thing about this, you really, you saw last season where it got set up with he and Zeb stranded on the planet. But you slowly got to see, you didn't see him turn right away, but you got to see him slowly, naturally from that point, turn as the season go on. And I think I was at the beginning of the season saying Callus was the one that wasn't going to make it. I may have said that at the opening of all this or whenever, you know, saying that, you know, it did prove Grand Admiral Thrawn knew he was Falkrum. Okay. But to have... Callus escape, which was another good moment where he gets into the escape pod, 
jettisons. And then after he gets picked up, he's like, you know, basically like, you know, thanks for picking me up. Almost like he never really expected to be picked up, but you know, thanks for picking me up. So my favorite was when he was, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I, I, I was done. Okay. Um, when he was being escorted away from the uh, bridge, uh, what was it? Uh, mm-hmm. I guess uh, uh, Governor, I Price, Governor Price, Price had yeah. sent him away yeah. Yeah, to go throw him out the airlock or whatever. And you get the, the tight shot on his face just as the turbo lift doors close and you just barely <laughs> see that little grin in his face. Yeah, <laughs> so good. I laughed yeah. it just so shows hard. Like, yeah, he's still in control. <laughs> he yeah. knew exactly mm-hmm. what he was going to do. I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, Callis really kind of came into his own in this one too. He was he was really good last season and in season one as well. But this mm-hmm. one we really got to see him him turn and start to embrace the uh, you know the the rebellion and the little moments we saw throughout the the season where you know uh, I think it was what, Ezra and Kanan run into him and they think he's he's going to take him out and it turns out oh no he's actually on their side. There's so many so many really good mm-hmm. moments so. Well, they really set him up for next year. They they set him up for next season to see how, how, what's going to be interesting to see how he fits into the rebellion. Mm -hmm. If, if at all, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, we left it to where, yeah, he could be the rebellion, but you know, it would be interesting if it's, he decides to run and hide. I doubt it will, but it would be interesting if they want to take that kind of, of tact with him to where, you know what? I helped you guys out. This is far as I go. And I think at this point, I just want to get away. I don't want to fight. I don't think that's going to happen. But it would be interesting if, if that they set it up that way going into next season instead of just all of a sudden he disappears and they kind of like brush him off like, oh, Callus decided he didn't want to be part of the rebellion. I don't think that's going to happen, but it would be interesting if they do that take with him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So speaking of uh, characters taking a turn, one of the things I want to talk about particularly in regards to season three is that uh, in the lead up to season three, especially in the first two episodes, there is a whole lot dealing with Ezra being tempted by the dark side uh, and the Sith holocron. And that after like the first two episodes, that was kind of about it. Um, I don't know about you guys that I thought was one of the more disappointing things is I was really hoping to see a little bit more of uh, Ezra struggling with that. I think I think for me, the one thing it's the tie into the mall because I I have in the show, show notes that Maul was always there at a certain point, always calling him my apprentice, you know. And especially in in <laughs> you could say in Maul's last breath, he goes, "I will see you soon, my apprentice." When you knew that was like famous last words for Maul, um, you know. I, I guess now that Maul's gone would it have made any sense for Ezra to continue down that path? Cause wasn't there at a well, point? I think at this the... point we're, we're kind of done with that storyline. Yeah. Right. I think he's, there... he's grown past yeah. it. Yeah. And I think, I think there was that point mid season where Ezra kind of chews out mall in, Oh God, I'm trying to remember the episode, but wasn't it after he got tricked the holocrons, they tried to put him together. Holocrons fell apart. Uh, basically broke apart and I thought they, he kind of got into like a shouting match with Maul just like I'll never join you or something like that and I think at that point it was like the, the breaking point of Maul was always going to tease him as being 
you know, you will be my apprentice. But I think at that point it was maybe Ezra just never was going to go down that path anyway that was set up. And God, I'm trying to remember the episode. I think that was the, what is it, Holocrons of Fate, was it? Might have might have been. I'm trying to go yeah, through our Holocrons notes. Of fate. That was it. Okay. Yeah, I think it was at that point that they probably set up that, that he was not going that way, but Maul was always going to be there as the tempt. But Ezra was not going that way. Maybe it wasn't prominent enough, but... Yeah, it was just it. It was an interesting choice. As that was a, I thought a big lead up, and uh, like even a lot of Ezra's, uh, you know, the design choices, you know, the short kind of military haircut. I felt like we're all kind of leading into this idea that this is a new, edgier Ezra Bridger, mm-hmm. um, which to some degree, I mean, he he was a little bit more on edge through a lot of the season. He was dealing with kind of a lot of stress, the kind of you know, you know, your normal growing pains, angst. Uh, Teenage yeah, yeah. angst. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we did see Ezra grow a lot in, in this episode. You know, last, like you said, last season was all about him being tempted. This one is, you know, more about, less about the, the temptation uh, and, and more about kind of growing and, and finding his, his place in, in the rebellion. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was, it, it, it was nice to see him, him change. And I think, next season were, is where he's really going to kind of come into his own and be a, a mm. true uh, leader uh, and kind of kind of grow up in, in many ways. Yeah, and I think the the defining episode for him was the the episode where Maul got, you know, Maul got sliced down the center, not in half, but down the center. And I think when he came back after he left Tatooine and he comes back to, you know, the rebel base you kind of got that feeling that that was the that was the moment for him to where at this point you will see him start growing more toward you know instead of the dark side being the force that's pulling him that way it's going to be actually him becoming his true self going forward yeah so speaking of the rebellion and its place in the galaxy i think season 3 was also really notable and it this did I think we carried a lot of the groundwork of building the Rebel Alliance this season as well. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite recurring, I don't even want to call it a recurring subplot, but one of my favorite pieces of the season is how many pieces of the Rebe- uh, Rebel Alliance that we've seen in episode four, uh, Phoenix Squadron has a hand in building um, from, you know, capital ships to Y-Wings to pilots, which we'll get to in a minute, I'm sure. Um, and having a lot of that tie into the final episode as well uh, worked really well. Um, and of course, we got Mon Mothma. I th- I'm trying to remember. I feel like we got some Bail Organa. We got General Dodonna. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a a big season for the Rebellion in that respect. Mm-hmm. It, it was, and then we promptly lost so much of it at the very end. Yeah. Uh, d- uh, thanks to thanks to Thrawn, where you know, they uh, what was the count we came up with at the end? Like three Y wings, and uh, it was. Uh, well, not very good. Is what it was. Was about it. Yeah. Yeah, but but also also they they lost General Sato. Yep. Yeah. Commander Sato. Yeah. Yeah. So they they took a big hit at the end of this season. So it'll be interesting going into next season, you know. And now Mon Mothma is now in quote unquote hiding, at this point. So it'll be interesting to see how the rebellion is going to build going into next season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. very curious, especially now that they're going to be, um, you know, heading to Yavin Four. 
will I think it's the end of Phoenix Squadron, and mm-hmm. I don't I don't even think they're gonna rebuild it. I think they're just gonna kind of be rolled up into the Masasi group. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm very curious to see where they will take us. Any any theories on on what we might see next season? Rogues. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not yet. Well, but it's going to lead into Rogue One, though, right? Well, you know what? I agree. It can't be rogues yet because I think Rogue One establishes the rogues. Yeah, it makes me a little sad, but that's okay. No, Stephen, I I agree with you. I I, I agree with you because it would be fun to have them as a rogue squadron to where you have Wedge as part of that. Well... I, I expect we'll see a lot of uh, Red Squadron next season as well. Because I think mm-hmm. we've got uh, Red Squadron and Gold Squadron. Because mm-hmm. we've got the pieces of them. Those are kind of, as far as things to tie into Episode 4, those are really easy to do, as well as kind of the rest of the Masasi group. So that's my yeah. uh And we've already seen um, Gold Leader included in mm-hmm. this season of Rebels. Uh, yeah, I would not be surprised if we get more... Uh, of gold and, and red squadrons, and and don't forget we have wedge and hobby, so they're going to yep. be making their appearances yeah. too going forward. Well, what did you guys think of their inclusion in this season? I was the introduction, right? I was a little disappointed by wedge. Okay, um, uh, and actually, I take that back. Um, I was not disappointed by Wedge because it was like the same Wedge that was in the Chuck Wendig series, which is not the Wedge that I know and love. <laughs> it is a slightly sadder, not as cool Wedge that's not nearly as uh, fantastic at his job as I would like him to be. As as from the EU, that Wedge, I totally agree. Or even, you know, episode four, five, and six Wedge. No, I agree with that too. I mean, okay, fine. Totally agree with you for four, five, and six. Agreed. But I even... Even though that's true, I was still extremely happy to see Wedge kind of become part of the show, and I look forward to seeing him develop uh, throughout the rest of the season as well. I hope we get to see like him included more now that they're with the Masasi group. Mm-hmm. I felt like we didn't really get to see Wedge that much in this season. I mean, they, they kind of rescued him, and, and then... He, he showed up as a background character a lot. Like yeah, you yeah, see him walking in the, the background, back. or he'd... No, um, remember he had one episode where he was he was the focal point of it. Well, yes, he, and, I, I and double agent droid. I want to forget yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you really can't because there was a sound effect and there was a you know uh, um, a, an incident in the fresher. Um, so <laughs> you can't really forget. So, like that I said, it's a, it's there a was slightly different wedge. It. It's Pardon? a different wedge than I'm used to seeing. <laughs> I did not, I, you know, I'm a big fan of Wedge. I did not need to see a bathroom scene with, you know, Wedge. A droid. <laughs> but, uh. Okay, but you know what? For the comedy of it, it worked. It did. I mean, it, did. It, it, it worked because you, you got you got to give AP5 some credit, okay? What kind of credit? <laughs> Bad how he could it. be so so <laughs> straight laced? How how he could be so straight laced and a stand up um, guy just to keep a straight when face? He's standing and, right behind, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, we need to push on from this. It's but it's yeah, nice yeah, to see yeah, Wedge included. Great. Yeah, it was great. Uh, no, I, I I just I do hope we see more of Wedge going forward though. So mm-hmm. um, and Hop, you got to remember Hobby's part of it too. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. So yeah, definitely Hobby. Yeah, I mean it's it. But wedge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, exactly. th- there is uh-huh. there is one character that is a carryover from the Clone Wars that actually had his episode in this season, and that's Rex. Rex, when it comes to you know the oh geez, I had it on the tip of my tongue. His his episode where he came out to shine, the where last basically, battle. thank you, the last battle, where it it's kind of like. I thought it was a really nice little episode to wrap up the Clone Wars mm-hmm. at that point. It was. We got the inclusion of General Kalani as well, and it was a fun one. Yeah. It was a g- great episode. Yeah, it was a great episode. Do you think we're going to see those droids again? The battle droids? They... Yeah, the battle droids, because no. some of them did get it, off planet. It could super... make for an interesting episode next season, but I doubt we'll see them, you know, any other time. Mm-hmm. I just found it funny that, that here they are, the Empire is coming to the planet, and they were almost under the impression they were going to be rescued. Like, hello. And then the Empire is just like, the st- Stormtroopers get out there going, yeah, oh, wow, battle droids. Open fire. Almost like that. Almost like that. And then just starts mowing them down, and then they're basically into their, ah, running away routine. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It was a, I enjoyed that one as well. Again, it was nice. It it felt like it was kind of returning home in many ways. And mm-hmm. you know, the Clone Wars ended so quickly. I, I'm glad that we get to get one last hurrah with them. Um, yeah. And even Rex, cool. Rex says it himself. It's like one, one last battle for the grand, grand army of the Republic. Yeah. Only yeah. said that he was the only clone though. Like he, he knows of at least two brothers that, we haven't seen since. Do you think we'll see him again? Just to throw it out there? Uh, I want to hope, but I'm not sure. Sorry, the, the brothers or, or more of... Well, no, we're well, talking Wol- uh, Wolf, Wolf and, and we're talking Gregor. Gregor. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Uh, I want to make sure... Like, we'll definitely see more of Rex, but... I yeah. wish they would join the Rebellion. It would make sense, but I don't know. Maybe I, I think maybe in the case... Damaged. I, I think out of the two... Wolf would be the one that would be, I would think, would be the one that would make it going forward. Gregor, I would still, Gregor, I don't know. I'd still have to know a backstory of how he made it out, but maybe that'll be in a comic one day or a novel. I don't know. Yeah. I'll take either if anybody's listening. <laughs> oh, ditto. <laughs> ditto. Uh, yes, yes. Let's see. So continuing a- along the idea of things that kind of, Rebels cleaned up this season that were started in the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. I like we talked a little bit about Maul, but uh, obviously that was a fairly big part of this entire season. Mm-hmm. How did mm-hmm. like? And it's not just that we got we got to see Maul, but we got the end of Maul. Yeah. Well, well, well fourth time. Well, I mean, this, this, yes, but this I'm, I'm gonna guess this one's a little more permanent. <laughs> I would hope. We thought the first one was permanent. Oh my goodness! <laughs> but well, okay. I, I I've always okay, I've fair. always yeah, and I've always complained about you set him up to be one of the coolest characters in the Star Wars universe, promoted the heck out of him all the way into Episode One, and what happens? Instead of walking away from that movie with one really cool bad A character, you get two of them because he's sliced in half and dead. <laughs> <laughs> and it takes no. it takes an animated show to bring him back cooler than ever 
because Sam Witwer really brought life to that character. Nothing against, you know, nothing against how he was portrayed in episode one. Not, mm. Oh, God, I'm forgetting the actor's name. Peter Sarkinowitz, I believe. Pardon? And, and, and Ray, Ray Park. Park, thank you. Nothing, nothing against Ray Park in episode one. It's just how Sam Witwer portrayed him in this series from the Clone Wars into Rebels was outstanding. Mm-hmm. And really, well, I think sure. this character with only a few lines of dialogue. Well, yeah. it wasn't and... even Ray Park's voice anyway. But... Right, it was Peter Serafinowicz. Well, uh, no, no, the, I, I yeah. to- totally agree. But everybody will always think it was Ray Park because of how he portrayed that character. Well, Ray, and... so in fairness, Ray Park nailed, I think, the physical intimidation that yes. is Maul. Right. Um, and what I think mm-hmm. Sam Witwer will hopefully be remembered for is bringing character to that character. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> you for, know what I mean. Thank you for smoothing all that out. Totally. Yeah. And, you know, the fight between Obi-Wan and Maul is a great example of that all coming to fruition. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was not what we were expecting, right? No. Uh, but, no. But, and yet... I loved it. I thought they did such a good job. Uh, I, when I first saw it, I will be the guy saying, I literally, yet, literally in this house yelled, I got robbed. Hmm. I, I, honestly, I wanted to see more of a fight. It was three, three moves and done. But watching it a couple extra times, there was no other way they could have done it it would have been just obi-wan didn't move obi-wan was not the aggressor yeah and and to have obi-wan move and be a long drawn out fight would not have been the same impact Mm -mm. that it had with just three moves and done it it shows how powerful obi-wan is now you know, yeah, and, and how like he was able to play out the entire fight in his head like a master swordsman, mm-hmm. and you know take out Maul. And, and and what's so great is he he knew exactly how Maul was going to come at him. He recognized the same move that Maul used on his master Qui Gon, and he this time he was able to avoid it and 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 counter it and take out Maul. Mm-hmm. And I just and I love the little details like that. And what surprised me was the way that he kind of like cradled him after he dealt that killing mm-hmm. blow, and like, mm-hmm. like he felt sorry for him. Um, yeah, there was compassion was, there. That was very, very apparent. Like he knew what was consuming him, and he basically just ended his torture. Just yeah. it, mm-hmm. it was so powerful. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, it was it was good. I, there were so many. It was like a lot of the little moments in in this season. I think. Yeah. yeah, like Tom, it, Tom it was, was a great saying. character character moment season, I would call it, mm-hmm. and yep. a great a lot and a good on a lot of other things. But now, yep. so there was we had one other big event this last year that Rebels, of course, tied into, which was the Rogue One release, and so we had two episodes <laughs> set on Geonosis with Saw Gerrera as our kind of tie-in episodes. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know, but so for me at least, I was. I think I came away disappointed with those episodes. I was I was hoping for a lot more from them than we got. And then 
weirdly enough, we got my like perfect Rogue One tie-in episode much later in the season when the Rebel fleet comes together for the first time. Yeah. I think they have more in store for Saw, though, at least for Rebels, because um, of what Mon Mothma said in the in Rogue One about you know he those ties are um, how, how did she put it uh, strain te- you know tensions between them because of his rivals and their movements mm-hmm. you know how mm-hmm. they're extremists um, so I can see that being a possible uh, story arc in the next season. Uh, seeing how off the deep end he went. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't they say that Saw Guerrero would be returning in season four as well? In the season so. four announcement? Okay, that's uh, what I thought. Shoot. Actually, that's a good question. I, I don't think he was in the season four announcement. Oh, maybe? Okay. Now I'm unsure. Yeah, I'm not Yeah, now you've got me wondering. <laughs> Did I miss it? <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I should start. I don't know if I should start googling this but let's see you guys will probably find out next week and then tell us well that's what i'm really excited because like there's some special guests planned for some of the uh rebels stuff and i'm like why would they not you the the actor or actress like is just not sure if they're gonna make it yet Mm -hmm. or there's something well, there's on. they're doing it different this time. The uh, the rebels cast was at Celebration Seven, but they were just like they they had them on one long table and they were just all mm-hmm. signing everything, just you know, a big line. So they weren't. I, I don't know if they were necessarily officially guests of the convention. Mm-hmm. Um, so this this time they've got Freddie Prince Jr. signing, um, uh, Tier Sakar, uh, t- uh, Taylor Gray, and Vanessa Marshall, and I think. Yeah, Steve Bloom is there too, but they've got like official photo ops and autograph times, so they're really treating them as actual guests this time. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of excited about yeah. that. Well, they've also got Sarah Michelle Geller that's going to be there yeah, too. Yeah, 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 her too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so. Sister. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, that 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 kind of is exciting to me because that means that they're like, you know, they recognize that there there's a huge fan base for this show and like, hey. Mm-hmm. Parade your people out here because we want their autographs and pictures. <laughs> well, I'm I'm, I'm going to throw out I'm going to throw out one because I I really want to here because this is a good opportunity. Maybe one of the the ones that they're kind of holding back is um oh god I had it totally set up and blew this one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, how could you do this, Tom? Oh my god. We trusted um, you. Maybe maybe they're holding back Jim Cummings because Hondo Anaka is coming back in season four. Actually, because they're they're announcing a a whole new Hondo Anaka centric series. <sighs> wait wait wait! We've already had two Hondo centric series though. We had Clone Wars and Rebels. I don't. Why is <laughs> well, that's he what Hondo third? would say? But it wasn't really a series. <laughs> I, I I wanted I wanted to throw that out there because because uh, other characters that have come back Hondo came back for the one episode yeah. and I think at that point we were saying that that do you think that maybe this is the last time we will see this character no <sighs> is what I, I will don't say know. I I think I, we're going to see like an escalation in the intensity of these episodes and he's uh-huh. kind of one of the like the comic relief kind of funny episodes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I might, agree. He might be in one of those kinds of episodes, but I don't know if he would be involved that much. But I, I agree. But I think, I think when we were talking about it, 
uh, for the episode he was in, he's almost becoming like the one trick pony. He is there for the comic relief. I'm not saying that it's the, it's the level of, if you write Jar Jar, great. Jar Jar is a great character. I will say that, but it's almost to where, how much can he advance the story at this point? Cause, cause uh, Yularen's in there. That's one, that's one character that we haven't brought up yet. Yularen is in these episodes now. Yularen can actually advance the char- advance the story now because of the relationship between he and Callus. Okay. So what can Anaka, Hondo Anaka do next season going forward to advance the story? To be clear, I don't actually think he has anything. I agree. I don't think he's got much to add anymore. I just think right. it's inevitable that we'll see him again. Okay. <laughs> he's he's become too iconic at this point, I think, for Star Wars animated television to not mm-hmm. include him if they can. Well, he, I, I agree the iconicness. It's because of Jim Cummings and how that character is written and oh, how absolutely. it's acting. Yeah. Ab- absolutely. I just hope that guy next – nothing against – the other alien that plays off of him? I can't remember that that, that alien at this point. Um, the, uh, the big green uh, guy? Not... No, he's no, the no, big no, green no, no. guy. No, as, oh. Morgan. as Morgan. Yeah, as Morgan. Yeah. yeah. As Morgan um, is a poor man's Hondo. Uh, there you go. Not um, even close. He, he, was, he was created to, I, I firmly believe, he was created because they didn't want to use Hondo. And they realized, let's just use Hondo. Uh, I, yeah. Yep. I firmly. I, I agree with you. No, I I agree <laughs> with you in that case. Okay. Uh, once they got over that, because like season one, they were a little nervous about including anyone who wasn't like anyone who Clone, Wars. Clone Wars. They didn't want people to think this is a continuation of the Clone Wars, so they stayed very mm-hmm. far away of of anyone um, that, that's connected to that show. And mm-hmm. then season two, that's when they brought back Maul. They brought back Hondo. They brought back all these other characters. Rex. Um, Ahsoka. Thank you. How can I forget mm-hmm. Ahsoka, right? Uh, they started bringing in all like, <laughs> big characters. And, uh, but yeah. but it seems like when it comes to Rebels, it's, it's a natural progression to where I, I can understand the first season they didn't want to do it. But it seems like oh, going sure. forward... You know, it, it's a natural progression where some of these characters have to come back because it does appear Filoni, when, when you've watched all the, the Star Wars show episodes and all the Rebels recons, that he really has this desire to wrap up the story plots from Clone Wars that he couldn't do. And this is giving him that outlet to wrap, wrap up the, those storylines. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and I love that. Which... Yeah, yeah, it's a fantastic thing for everyone involved. Yeah. And how he's able to do that within this Rebels story, which is, you can say, separate from the Clone Wars, even though they kind of, you know, they're not. But it's still a story that was set after the Clone Wars. It really was supposed to not have anything to do with the Clone Wars. But he's able to tweak that and make it work, which mm-hmm. has been outstanding. Yep, Exactly. That's what's been nice to see. Yeah. So, so yeah. So we we talked about uh, the first half of the season, uh, almost. Um, oh, I thought we were done. I thought we hit everything. No, just kidding. I mean, that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
so there was yeah we had, we had a bunch of a bunch of episodes one unique one i i wish we could have seen this the entire time but uh through imperial through imperial eyes we got to see the beginning yes. of the episode in callus's uh point of view yeah i love that so cool very cool episode uh i thought the rest of the episode was good uh but seeing the beginning literally literally through his eyes was mm-hmm fantastic and i i wish they could have kept it up the whole episode i understand why they couldn't but that was a, f- a fun one yeah definitely yeah. agree yeah that was one of the fun ones um yeah i i think if i had one like my one overall complaint with the season is i felt like and this is i think a, a more of a um that's probably a bigger topic for us to discuss is the way Thrawn, uh, we kind of started to touch on it, but the way Thrawn was paid off at the end. I love his character. I love the way he talks and thinks through things and analyzes. But there were a few moments, and, and the, the the moment in Warhead um, particularly was uh, I think the most problematic where they could have easily figured out exactly where Chopper Base was. Oh, Oh, yep. yeah. Uh, okay, totally agree. Yeah. Totally and agree. I think had Thrawn really been thinking and, and paying attention, it, it wouldn't have he wouldn't have had to search for him. He would have known from the very beginning exactly where they're located. Well, when Chopper goes in and deletes the planet and just shifts it to the left. Well, I think in this case it was shifts to the right. It was the Millennium Falcon that kind of shifted to the left. Um, but I, really, he only deleted one planet and moved it and then Thrawn opened the open that map back up again. If Thrawn Thrawn should have picked it in a heartbeat. Yeah, it's just little things like you know. Yeah. Thrawn. He should have had he should have had version history for the the map. <laughs> he should have had uh, you know right. Let me just do it. Nerd. Oh, funny. Or, or like when he sent the warhead. Uh, you know that was I guess in, in Inside Man in 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 Warhead they sent the. Um, the, the, the droid after uh, uh, to a Talon and he came back and exploded and I, I would have thought you know where do we send this droid well he went to one mm-hmm. of these you know five or ten planets not you know could be anywhere in hundreds and he just checked those few planets so I think there were a couple a couple issues that I had a couple complaints I had it's, well I think it, it has to do with the fact that this is still technically a kid's show so they can't, no, they yeah, can't just win in the middle of no. the season <laughs> <laughs> yes if, if it had been a, like a live action you know primetime series then yeah i'd be uh, really afraid <laughs> i don't know i i think it, it really is just one of the problems with writing thrawn is that and <laughs> like it has to be it has to be perfect because yeah. thrawn is supposed to be like Thrawn more than any other villain is supposed to be perfect, and so if you know if if you can find something, then you feel like well, then Thrawn should, certainly should have. And so I I actually don't I don't think uh, I agree with you, William. Like it was something that bothered me as well. It's not as like big of a thing for me. I think though. No, I, it's, I, I guess to be clear, it wasn't like a. I guess I have brought this up. It, it's not a huge deal. It doesn't like ruin it all. But it's definitely kind of one of those things where, like, ah, I don't know. I feel like Thrawn, of all people, would have been able to uh, would have been able to, to find 
would have been able to figure it out earlier. Yeah. Um, is it the end of the world? No. No. It's not. But you know, I, I guess, like you said, it's one of the hard parts about writing such a, a smart character. Yeah. Overall, though, you know, they thought they did a good job. I think they did an outstanding job for bringing a character that was so beloved in book form and bringing him this way into this universe. Yeah. You know, it, it didn't seem like they tweaked much. I mean, so far he doesn't have any Nagori with him, but he did when he, when he was battling uh, those droids from the one episode, he did use the name of his uh, uh, Nagori uh, right-hand man, if I remember correct, to halt the droids. So you also got to see the Star Destroyer Simura. So they they were able to bring enough of Thrawn into this to where we got Thrawn and now we're going to get a book. Do you yeah. think we'll do you think we'll do you think we'll see the the Nogri and, and Rook in the next uh in next season or or no? uh, I don't think so. Uh, no. I think I, that would I I think that would be pushing it. I think they I I don't don't they kind of well i don't know exactly what they're supposed to look like but to me they kind of maybe would have looked like what zeb looked like almost kind of, kind of uh big, yeah similarly spoiler kind of... alert zeb's a no green he's actually working for grand Admiral <laughs> Thrawn. Whatever. okay and that's why we never got to see his home planet when they finally found it and he never went oh, to yeah. the planet to stay there he got back on the ghost and left he went down and met with Thrawn, and then he got up and left I, I think the uh, biggest thing for me when I think about Thrawn this season is, especially looking back, it's very clear to me that Thrawn was always going to be a two-season villain. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They built him up, and you know we talked about the season finale, at least to me, felt a lot more like a mid-season finale, where we've yeah. now established the, the heroes are unscathed, but we've established that the villain is a, a worthy threat to them. And so it's like... I was re- coming into this, into the season finale, I was ready to be like, okay, I am ready to now brand either Thrawn worked or he didn't. Instead, I'm like, I, I'm i still waiting. Mm-hmm. And it's not, like, it's not like I'm waiting like I'm disappointed. It's just like, it is very clear to me that there is more to this story that we're going to get that will decide if the two seasons of buildup we'll get for it was worth it. Well, there has, there has to be more to the story because Bindu basically gave him his fate. Now, the question is, are we going to see the fate of Thrawn on screen? Which we should, because Bindu told him what his fate would be. And that's one that's one character we haven't brought up yet was Bindu. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, Bindu. It still, a... I I just want to say it still frustrates me that you see Bindu in the Sabine episode where all he does is look over his shoulder, and then the next time you see is you see her walking back into camp. I still think he talked to her. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. He, he Why would he be there? Sorry. I don't know. Bendy was an interesting beast. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, yeah. I don't know what to make of him. Like, he's this... I like how he's this guy who's neither... You know, he, he, he doesn't really take a side. And... Uh, I don't know. Like, is that the last we've seen of him? Well... If they were chased off this planet, then odds are on this planet, yes. But is he the type of character that he could still be Bindu 
but take a different shape on another yeah. planet. It would still be the same voice. He's still the one in the middle, but he could take a different form somewhere else. An excellent question. Yeah. Because yeah. you know you know he's not dead, even though Thrawn basically put one through his eyes. No, he's or between not his eyes. Dead. No. And, no. And that's so why what is he? I don't know. Like I'm trying to figure out if uh is he has he served his purpose of providing helpful yet vague uh guidance for Kanan and, and the hero <laughs> I guess Thrawn in his last moments. Or does he have a bigger purpose in Star Wars? And I feel like I feel like he's gotta he's gotta have something a bigger role, right? Or do you think that's him? That's it. I think Bendu might be done, to be honest. I guess he might be more of like a like, like Mortis, but instead of all in one episode spread out, we just maybe we don't get any more. Yeah. I don't know. The only thing to find out is watch next season, and if he appears, then there was a reason. <laughs> if his if his only reason was to tell Thrawn what his final days would be, and then he disappears and kind of be the guy in the middle and 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 attack both the rebels and the Imperials getting off the planet, then he's done. Yeah, that was kind of his send-off, I think, in a way. And, and you know what? I could see that. If, if this whole battle at the end was his send-off and we'll never see him again, then we'll never see him again. It's in, that, that's an interesting way to take to, 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 to present that, Aaron. That was interesting. I never thought of it that way. That's what it felt yeah. like to me, especially the way he, he gave Thrawn his, his final fate. And and even though, it, well, I guess he did kind of destroy a couple of the rebel ships, but it seemed like he was not hitting them as often. <laughs> Well, he he did kind of shoot the ghost a couple times because he kept yelling Kane and Jarrah. It's kind of like, you know, I have to make it look good. Yes, I'm going to destroy the Imperials over here, but I got to make it look good and, you know, hit a couple rebel ships on the other side because, remember, I am the guy in the middle, so I have to play both sides. So Kane and Jarrah, I'm going to throw a couple punches at you, and an Imperial, boom, you're gone. Kane, here's a couple, duck a little bit here. Okay, boom, another Imperial gone. So, you know, that's kind of what I saw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, there was. He, he was an interesting character. I'm curious. You know, I think now that we talk about it, now we've talked about. It, I don't think we're gonna see him anymore. I think, I think it's last, the last we've seen of him. Right. Bad. Uh, I'm with you. Yeah. And he was kind of almost like a Yoda character in that the heroes get the the help and advice that they need at the time, and and then they've served their purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what? But again, what advice did he give Sabine when Sabine was walking away? <laughs> and you see him sit there, look over his shoulder, and then it cuts. That's always going to bug me. Always well, maybe bug we'll me. find out. <laughs> yeah, possible. Hope, Tom. But it would have to. It would have to come from Sabine. If his storyline is over, it has to come from Sabine. Yeah. Now, now, Tom, we got more of the Mandalorians this season. What? What was your take? on on mandos in in season well um they're not pacifists anymore which is nice um but they're busy fighting each other you know yeah they're well but (sighs) 
you know what? They're back to being Mandalorians. I was just, I was hoping for one, one little thing when they were talking about clans. I wanted to hear one name said. Maybe next season, I don't know. One thing I found interesting, though, I thought, and I swear I thought I read somewhere, Katie Sackhoff said she was coming back, or somebody said Bo-Katan was going to make another appearance. I could have sworn you were right, too. And yeah. Yep. There, so maybe next season. Yeah, I thought it was this season. I thought when they were talking, you know, when they brought up Trials of the Dark Saber, Saber and Legacy of Mandalore, I thought for sure that somehow she was going to be tied to Sabine. Yes, we got the introduction of Sabine's mother. Yes, we got the introduction to her clan. Yes, we know that basically that Sabine, her father, is still at this point alive, but, you know, under the thumb of, you know, who's ever running Mandalore. Um, but I was hoping at some point Bo-Katan was somehow tied into this. You know, maybe next season we will see. Yeah. Well, so we talked about this a little bit earlier, and I th- now that we've kind of covered a lot of season three, what do you guys think are going to be some of the big themes and episodes we'll see next season? So I think, Tom, kind of going off what you just said, I think we're going to get the conclusion to the Mandalorian. I'm going to call it the Civil War, for lack of a better word, but mm-hmm. uh, I think we're going to have to see the end of Sabine's story and the, you know, the, the story of the Darksaber, basically. Mm-hmm. And who's going to actually wield it? Because she is reluctantly holding it right now. And as she did say, she will try and find its true, you know, it, its true home, if I understood that correctly. Yes. Yeah. No, I think it's, it, it's yeah, we'll probably see the, the big fight. I hope we get to see more of the fight uh, between the, the, the factions on Mandalore and, and mm-hmm. how Sabine leads them. Uh, Clan Skarada, please. I, I was... I was a little skeptical at first when we saw the episode, uh, you know, the the season finale, Zero Hour, and they I felt like they kind of jumped over some time. But maybe we'll actually now get to go see what happens there. Mm-hmm. Just because, you know, uh, the Clone Wars changed up Mandalorian so much, I'm very curious to see how they resolve all of that. Uh, I think we'll also see a lot about the formation of the Rebel Alliance uh, even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think that's going to yep. be the big theme for season yeah so i think you know it's tying into uh in into a new hope and rogue one as much as possible i think i hope we'll see the uh maybe we might see the battle of scarif from another perspective do you Uh, think we might see do you see we might have them touch a little bit on the uh, the wills in season four i don't know or, or put it Unless this way: they go back to Saw Gerrera, right, and and now he's on. Uh, well, okay, but but here's the thing: on... Saw Gerrera from sorry to interrupt. Saw Gerrera from that point of view is a strong story, but are the Wills a strong enough story for them to bring into Rebels? I guess that's the question. Well, at this point in time, they they've probably already been mostly destroyed. At, at least at Jeddah. The uh, the temples anyway. Yeah. Okay. So I don't so, know. So how, a story, how, how so there may not be that? a story there. Yeah. So there may not be a story there. So the story the story that would carry over would be the Saw Gerrera one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think we might see some more Saw Gerrera. I'd love to see. Um, I would love to see more about Dantooine. We got a mention of it mm-hmm. in uh, at the end of Secret Cargo, 
Um, and when we, we got to see the, the, the Rebel Alliance coming together for the first time. Uh, but we actually didn't get to see them come together. We just heard that they were coming together. So I'd love to see more of that kind of stuff. More Rogue One style. Here's all the groups together or as many that can safely gather. And then, you know, maybe we'll actually go to Dantooine, see what Dantooine was like. I know they couldn't, they decided not to make it for Rogue One. And Dantooine was originally going to be in Rogue One. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, this was in the special features. Dantooine was originally going to be think the first time you see the rebel base was going to be on dantooine and rogue one and they decided to set it all on even four instead just for cost because it would have cost you know another few million dollars to make a set oh darn oh what's a few million dollars <laughs> like they were gonna that make it kind back of in the middle of nowhere right <laughs> yeah but it out was... of the money they made what are, what's a few yes. mi- take a few million dollars out of star wars <laughs> land and put it into the movie because you're gonna make the money back anyway i know they're gonna but, print their own it's money the, well, it's <laughs> Yeah. Yes, but I I think their 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 point was it's also less. There wasn't like a huge need for it. Like you could do on Yavin Four or Dantooine. It wouldn't really said Dantooine. Just been like, I mean, it probably would have told told you where in the galaxy was, just like they did for the other planets in Rogue One. But there wasn't necessarily a point to having it. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that that's a different reason. Um, but yeah, they wouldn't have had a point to being set on Dantooine, uh, except for just, well, look, it's on Dantooine. Uh, and so maybe yeah. we'll see them go to Dantooine and then evacuate, uh, all that kind of stuff. In our moment of triumph? Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I think you overestimate their chances of having Dantooine in the next season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Good comeback. Good comeback. Uh... Uh, anyway, yeah, that's kind of stuff I'd love to see. Yeah, I was gonna say, have 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 we covered enough? Or is there still a little bit more? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, and there there was so much, right? There's there's no way we can cover everything no. that happened. Well, to be fair, we did cover everything that happened, and we there were what 20, 22 episodes this season. Yeah, twenty yeah. episodes. Twenty episodes. We 22 episodes. Usually about an hour and a half per episode, so we're looking at what like. 30 hours, 35 hours. <laughs> so that's about how long it would, it. that's how long it would take to cover. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't think we want to keep recording. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I don't think we want to keep Aaron, recording. Already, two we, people. We need had you on at least what, twice this season. So that means you can, we can just like skip what, you know, three hours of the 30 hours you'd have to be oh, here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so that it should make it more so, reasonable. Sure. Yeah. So that's your three hours to pack Aaron. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> Yeah, I think we can do it. Let's go. Let's 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 dive right in. Oh my god. Uh, okay. Okay. So let's hey, start with hey, uh, my season Sabine? three, episode Sabine? one. It was titled "Steps into Shadows." <laughs> it was written by. Okay, that's, I, as far as I'm going. What what actually what people don't really know is we just started playing all of our old, old episodes. We just pieced them into this this one giant big <laughs> one, uh, and you know halfway through, fifteen hours, and they realized what we actually did. Uh, <laughs> that would have been a good. We got it down joke. to just just over an hour. So. Yeah, actually, yeah, we just re-release all the episodes and not say we'd release re-release them. There we uh, go. That would have been funny. Anyway, uh, so yeah, you know, what? overall, I think this was a, a fun season, and I would. Um, they made a lot of progress, and I think mm-hmm. we're about ready to get into our ratings. So, uh, Stephen, if oh, you had to give the ra- the season an overall rating, what would you give it? And um. Why? 
Oh man, I was not prepared to go first. <laughs> I think you always make me go first. Well, I was almost going to make William go first in this case. <laughs> sure, I'll do it. I'll do okay, it. okay, William, you know go for it. Because I, I actually want to look up what I gave the last season, so I can feel <laughs> like I. Ah, good point. Good point. William, oh, go no, first. So... Someone didn't put our ratings in from last. Oh no, there it is. Okay, never mind. Oh, We're good. Come on. William, okay, go what ahead. What episode was that? <laughs> Uh, that was episode 58 for those of you keeping track. Thank you. Um, okay. You know, that I, helped I, me. I, I, uh, I, this is a lot of, a lot, really great season. I, a lot of fun stuff. We got, um, you know, characters new and old, some ma- amazing cameos, Ben Kenobi, Darth Maul, the, the, the fate of Darth Maul, Mon Mothma, uh, all these minor characters like, you know, gold leader and wedge. And, uh, we got to see all of our, the main cast grow a lot too. And, uh, everyone from Sabine to to Hera and, and, and Zeb, Chopper even got his his own episode. Kanan, of course, and Ezra. I could go on, but I don't want to list every single character in the TV series. Um, it was it was really great, and, and there were some major emotional moments too, especially around Sabine, and and so I thought they did a fantastic job with this season. Uh, so I think overall, uh, I think I'm gonna give it uh, eight. Uh, 8 or 8.5 uh, going back and forth I think I'm going to give it 8 out of 10 um, again a lot of fun uh, and so my Womp Rats man I just I can't do a Womp Rat rating as well ever since Steven took the best I know that's hard ever. man <laughs> That that's uh, hard you know what? My 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 eight womp rats are gonna go. Uh, they're gonna go join Stevens on Tatooine, uh, and try to warn them, uh, save them from Luke. There you go. Uh, See, William, that's not so bad. Good. I'll you get a gold star for trying. <laughs> <laughs> barely. Uh, I barely got a passing grade on that one. Uh, but yeah, no, great great season, and I'm really looking forward to what they do, seeing what they do in in season four. It's gonna be a long wait till October. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do we? Is that October for sure when season four is coming out? Uh, or is that I just a guess? guess? Probably. It's my guess. September, okay. Middle of September, early October, or something like that. Well, you guys might find out if it's earlier. You guys hope. No. Yeah, but you guys, you guys might find out at celebration. We'll probably no, get a uh, sneak peek too. <laughs> I think. Yeah, we'll get a sneak peek. I don't think we're gonna get much more than like a trailer and a couple okay. clips and stuff. Okay. Uh, I don't, you know, they're not going to have like a big screening or anything. Mm-hmm. It's going to be weird. It's the first Star Wars celebration in a while where we haven't had a screening. So. That I you guys know of. I Maybe that's because you guys are going to get the uh, episode eight screening. Oh, well, what? wait, episode eight trailer. The trailer. You didn't know about the full, the full screening of, uh, yeah. the Han Solo movie at Celebration? The Han Solo. Oh, sorry, you're right. Oh, the Han yeah, Solo movie. sure. Uh huh. <laughs> They're actually filming yeah. part of it during Celebration. Uh, they figure everyone's already dressed up in costumes anyway, so they might as well just film it there. <laughs> it's close Good enough. Good point. I like it. It hey, wouldn't make I a like lot it. of sense. Like, what is? What are three Darth Mauls walking down the street next to, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Bendu for? Hey, I think but, the Five Hundred First Bash this year has a theme of uh, scum and villainy. It's supposed to look like a cantina scene, so they are highly encouraging oh. everybody to dress as just like your favorite God. alien or smuggler or anything that yeah, you see, want to create it. just for the. Party, you're so. you're really really making me feel it's so <laughs> sad that I'm not going to be there. 
So I've got mine almost all finished. So I'm, I've got a couple little tweaks left, but yeah, if they want to, you know, just sneak the camera in a little bit and uh, get some cantina filming in there. But that would I've got awesome. a plan for 2019, <laughs> wherever it is. <laughs> all right. So, well, Tom. Tom yeah, Tom. we're way off of our ratings now, Tom. I know. Please. Okay. Um, I, I. God, this is so hard to recover because I'm thinking about going to that that five zero first <laughs> bash. Um, I'm giving the season an overall eight. I really enjoyed it. It had. I, I think for me, the one that's going to stick with me is is the um, the Trials of the Dark Saber. That was the standout episode, the whole season. For me, the standout character, I would have to say, is Sabine. Second, I am going to say Thrawn. Um, I thought this was a very strong season, naturally. And, and I think I think there was... Oh, what, what was one that was written by... Um, oh, why am I blanking? I am getting so old and I'm blanking on names. Where they were saying it was a filler episode. I think it was through Imperial Eyes. And it's like, you know what? I... I, I God, and it's our friend who, who listens to the show, and he, he tweeted, Brent Friedman! Mr. Friedman, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry for forgetting your name. Um, honestly, um. totally sorry for forgetting your name. Um, you know what? I think in some of these, these are not as filler episodes that I think people say they are. Well, okay, maybe the, the when Kim threw job, whatever that was, that was probably a filler episode. Devil Agent but, Droid. <laughs> Double Agent Droid wasn't that that bad. Uh, it was a good episode. I like that episode. Uh, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. It, it wasn't. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, I um, was actually okay with it. Yeah, I was. I was okay with it too. Um, but Despite it, William it was scaring me on it. But you know. Yeah, but it was just okay. I'm <laughs> just gonna get to it. Solid season. Eight is my rating. My eight Womp Rats. I'm gonna be nice to them. I'm going to give them virtual money. To go to celebration for me, so they can go to the 501st bash and report back to me. So basically, so wait, my Tom, to clear, are go your, party. Tom, your priorities are the 501st bash over the Rebels season four trailer. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I want to party with Aaron. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess William, we're and, gonna and, need to find a new third. <laughs> Wait a minute. Tom's and, Aaron, priorities I'm sorry, are. I'm sorry I never partied with you in 2015 at that one. I really should have got my money together to go on a 501st party because this one in 2017, now I'm feeling jealous from missing 2015, and i got to make it to 2019. It's not to be missed. I have a goal. <laughs> we hope you make it too, Tom. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, Aaron, you're next. Steven, okay. we're going to put you last. Okay. Um, I really, really enjoyed the season. Um, of course, because of Thrawn, um, my little fangirl heart just couldn't be happier. Uh, especially since I didn't think we'd ever get him uh, after the EU reboot. Um, so it was a lot of really strong episodes, uh, a lot of fun, uh, a lot of good stuff, especially with Sabine and Hera and Callus, uh, especially. Um, I would give it about, uh, I'm going to say a solid eight as well. If it was, wasn't for Double Agent Droid, it would be higher but <laughs> i just i really had an issue with that episode but that's that's just me um so yeah my eight womp rats are gonna go find the death troopers that are uh thrawn's guard and they'll i don't know 
eat their armor. <laughs> Whoa. Why not? Wow. Wow. Okay. I thought for a minute there you were going to say your eight womp rats are going to actually be inside that armor. Actually a death trooper. Or, or, or wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. I got it. I got it. I got it. You just start nibbling on your the eight, plastic. Your, your eight death troopers are actually droids. And in the heads, those eight troopers are being piloted by one womp rat each. So the brain of the death trooper is a womp rat, well, and they're inside. That would be very funny because you could you could tell that they're not going to go anywhere. So Stephen, you're up. All right. So I am also going to give it uh, an eight out of ten womp rats. Um, this overall, I just I thought there was never an episode that I really thought was like that was a bad episode. Um, there were episodes that were like, I've watched this once and I don't need to watch it again. But there was overall, I just, this was a really good season. I think I, I really enjoyed it. And, um, I just, I think my favorite thing by far is how many little pieces throughout the season turned into, you know, critical things at the end, like the shield generator, mm-hmm. um, or the wings and so on. Um, overall, just really happy and definitely looking forward to seeing how season four, you know, picks up from here. Because this is going to be, I think, a much more direct uh, continuation than we've had before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, with my eight out of ten Womp Rats, I mean, so obviously Zero Hour, the final two episodes of season three were very sad. Lots of rebels were killed. Um, but the good news is at least eight of those people who were killed by Thrawn were not people. They were Womp Rats. And so it was totally okay. Because, okay. you know, it just swamp rats. All the deaths were okay for, uh... because eight were womp rats? <laughs> no, I mean, those eight were okay. If there's seven womp rats, not good. Zero womp rats, especially not good. But eight womp rats, all the deaths are fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got it. That is exactly Thrawn's, right, William. Thrawn's just like, okay, we're going to attack a tall one. Are there eight womp rats on the planet? Yes. Okay, we can take it out. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, too funny. Oh yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I I I have to say, Aaron, thank you for joining us, and I w- do also want to say, safe travels to Orlando. Same thing with you, William. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, for, yeah. Thanks for joining us, Aaron. Uh, it's it's always a pleasure having you on, and looking forward mm-hmm. to uh, seeing you next week at Celebration. Of course, I will be everywhere. I I am never as ADD as I am at a Celebration. I am all over the place. Uh, this is my one chance to see friends from all over the world. And I'm like, oh, I got to go over here. Oh, I got to go over here. Oh, I got to go over here. I uh, mm-hmm. at, at, I think it was a Sebash at uh, Celebration 6. I saw a couple of my friends from Arkansas and was talking to them. And then I was like, oh, I got to go talk to somebody. I'll be right back. So I ran off and was talking to some other friends. And <laughs> I saw them later at a convention, uh, I think probably in Texas somewhere. And they introduced me to a friend of theirs, and they're like, hey, Aaron, this is Mike. Mike, this is Aaron. She knows, like, everybody in the 501st. <laughs> yeah, and, and as as I told you, Aaron, that one day I was at work, and there was a gentleman dressed up as old Captain Rex, and I, I texted you his photo, and he goes, I know her. <laughs> That's, like, my favorite he story. He knew you. Yeah. He knew you. <laughs> I still see him. I still see him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. an awesome guy. One of my, He's... one of my good friends, and an excellent yeah. old Captain Rex. Um, Absolutely. Probably, oh probably man, one of my I... favorites. I actually, I need to thank you for reminding me. I need to take my uh, 
my old Captain Rex um, action figure and have him sign it. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. Well, I will say when you see him, tell him I said hi, which would be very funny because I could probably see him tomorrow. No, tomorrow's Saturday. Anyway, so <laughs> I think I think we better go, guys. I'm hungry. Yeah, it's way yeah. past dinner yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, it is. So, well, thanks again for joining us, Aaron. Do you want to plug anything before uh, you uh, we we wrap up? Um, hug your local stormtrooper. Um, we're we're doing really really well with the Make Wish International Endowment Fund. Um, we, I believe, the last time I saw, we have made uh, more almost three or I'm sorry four-fifths of our goal that was supposed to be a five-year goal but it's not even a year old yet so uh $150,000 goal has been I think we're over a thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars at this point so um Mm. you know hug your local stormtrooper um donate to the charities that we support and uh yeah bible first (laughs) awesome awesome well thanks very cool and uh, yeah, if you're at celebration, we will uh, we will see you in a few days. And don't forget, Thrawn comes out on Tuesday. Yes, check, check it out. out. Oh, so excited! We will be back uh, probably after shortly after celebration with our celebration recap. So stay tuned. Perfect. Thank you for listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away, including Rebels, the sequel trilogy, spin-off films, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client. Your reviews will help the show grow within the Star Wars fan community. You can visit our website, ioncannoncast.com, or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You can also get in touch with us by emailing contact at ioncannoncast.com. The Ion Cannon Podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, The Walt Disney Company, or any of their respective trademark or copyright holders. Any and all opinions expressed on the show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans for fans and is copyright 2017.